0: Hello, I'm David Richardson, I'm the producer of Vienna and I've got with me Chase Masterson who plays Vienna,
1: Hello, Uh, Jonathan
0: Morris who's written Vienna the Memory Box, Hello, and Ken Bentley the director of Vienna the Memory Box. Hello. I'm going to start with, with, I can nearly called you Vienna then, do
1: you see how much I believe in the character? Well you know I am, I practically am by now. Chase,
0: why don't you tell us how you came to be here? What's the what's the story of Vienna's Road to Audio?
1: Well, this is such fun. Um, I, as some of you know, I had met Fraser Hines at a convention in Colorado earlier this year, in 2012, and uh, he said, "Oh gosh, we've, we're having such fun with Big Finish, and it's very popular. And uh, why don't you, you know, why don't we get you in touch with the producers and have you do?" And I said, "Wow, yes, that would be fabulous. i I knew that you guys were having a lot of fun doing this and that it was a popular thing. And I just love I love the medium of audio plays. I think it's fabulous for an actor to be able to do this. it's It's acting. It's not just getting up in front of a camera and looking pretty or however they want you to look. it's It's real chops, and I think this cast has been incredible. Um, as has the cast of of uh, Shadow Heart. Uh, definitely that. I, I think that it was so much fun playing Vienna opposite Sylvester McCoy's doctor that I, I, I'm just really excited that they branched out Vienna to give her her own spinoff. Stimulating memnonic pathways. Activating neural imager. Ugh, don't worry. I don't want to see your whole life story. Just enough to ascertain who you are. Vienna may have insisted upon it, you know.
0: Well, of course, the first thing you did for us was playing Peggy in Night of the Stormcrow. Yeah, yeah.
1: Awesome. I might have known it. What's going on? I thought we agreed. We do the scan tomorrow. That was a lot of fun. I mean, I've I've always loved uh, Tom's work and, and Louise's work and Sylvester's work. And to, to have that be my first introduction to this, um, Night of the Stormcrow, working with Tom and Louise, they're just such... Amazing seasoned classic actors and and so well loved of course for for this um, that was a real treat and Peggy also was kind of a piece of work kind of like Vienna uh, she's no Lita the Dabo girl there she's no she's not a soft sweet gentle kind of cookie she's a tough broad. so it was really fun getting to branch out and do that
0: I'm going to turn to Ken. Um... You could tell the story of how Chase then got to get the role of Vienna in Shadowhawk.
2: I can. Um, we, we were uh, casting at roughly the, the time that they were recording um, with Tom, and um, I remember, as, as we often do uh, when we're trying to cast American actors, banging my head against my computer screen, screaming at Spotlight, desperately trying to find somebody who was appropriate, um, when you phoned me from the studio and said, Ken, have you cast Vienna Salvatore yet? And I said, no. And you said, because I think I'm working with her at the moment. Mm -hmm. So so look up Chase Masterson. And I did a a quick look um, then and there on the spot and just said, yes. Absolutely. Bang on. Fantastic. Wow.
1: Thank you.
0: And again, I mean, science fiction was nothing new to you, was it, Chase? I mean, you've done so much of it. And how many years on Deep Space Nine did you do?
1: I was on for five years recurring. Yeah. So I wasn't yeah. on every episode, but it was over the course of a, a long period, which is. You great. did a lot
0: of episodes, didn't you? I mean, I, it, was yeah, a, it, was it was a good number.
1: It was a great recurring run, really. We had a really strong storyline, very well loved. Um, as, it is, as is evidenced by the amount of leaders and Roms you see at costume competitions these days. <laughs> it never ends. It's the gift that keeps on giving, um, which I'm very grateful for.
0: So do you think having done that amount of time in sci-fi, coming in and doing something like this, you kind of knew the form, you knew what to expect?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's so much that can happen in science fiction that is just... I mean, wonderfully adventurous for an actor. And, you know, it is the same kind of thing for an actor to imagine no matter what you're doing, there's a certain willing suspension of disbelief, um, even just, you know, in any normal modern realism. But particularly in science fiction, you just let it all go and you just play. And that's what I love about my fellow actors. I mean, the fact that, Tom and Louise and and certainly Nick when when he was directing Night of the Stormcrow, we just kind of all just broke loose and you have a playful, wonderful time and you can really envision it. You envision all the fun things and the Stormcrow flying in and the the whole thing, I think, is very much alive for us in our minds. It has to be in order for it to play Um, and that's a blast.
2: I found it quite interesting this morning when we were talking and you said that you come from a theatre family and a theatre background because I've always felt that um, audio but science fiction generally in any medium has a theatricality. And I think if you've come from a theatre background and you have that, 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 that sense of theatricality inbuilt, then you can, you can very quickly get into the, the world of something fantastical.
1: It does help, that kind of playfulness yeah. and the imagination. Yeah. And also the language, because there's, yes. you know, a lot of, well, technobabble, for yeah. lack of a better term. And there isn't a lot of it in in uh, in Vienna stuff, but there's a bit. Yeah. There's some that, yeah. you know, you find yourself having to really be able to speak the language. You might want to strap yourself in for takeoff, miss. I have a little rule. Nobody who hears my name ever lives to tell the tale.
0: Oh, well, in that case, pretend I never asked. I'm going to come over to Johnny, because you created
3: this character. Where did she come from? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. It must be some sort of dark fantasy in my mind, I suppose. <laughs> uh, it's just to have an, um, an assassin and make the assassin as interesting as possible. And so, basically, it's someone with thigh boots and leather. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <laughs> And this was for the Shadow Yeah. which um,
0: was out in November. Um, do, do you remember sort of building that story up and bringing in...
3: Yeah, I mean, it was um, quite a complicated story because it was tying up a the, the, uh, three-story arc, mm. and I decided to make it slightly more complicated for myself by making it a story where the Doctor arrives in Part 3, then travels back to Part 1, then goes back to Part 3 for a bit more, then back Part 2, and then Part 4 because obviously telling stories one, two, three, four is far too easy <laughs> and beneath me now.
0: It's quite unusual for us to get the edits in for a story and then suddenly decide that there was a potential for a spin-off character here. I mean, we, we do spin-offs at Big Finish, but rarely that quickly. Um, yeah. How did you feel when we brought the uh, potential project to you, Chase?
1: Oh my gosh, I was blown away. I, and I thought, you know, wow, so soon... That's amazing and a little scary because, you know, we want to make sure that your character has developed a following. And I think in that, when you realize that the pressure's on a bit, you also realize that there are things that you've got to bring to the table to keep your audience involved. and. One thing I think that's great, obviously, about Vienna is her being sexy. I mean, I, you know, hey, no problems playing an assassin in thigh-high boots. That's great. But also the the amount of humor that Jonathan put in the script and the vulnerability that comes with that humor. Um, you know, there's a kind of a, a, a scrambling sensibility to Vienna that it's not all just this hot babe running around bounty hunting but she's got a life to lead and she's trying to do it and it doesn't always work so what is she going to do now and she's smart and she's sometimes sometimes fails so that she's therefore funny there's a lot of different elements to this crystal which i think are are fitting um are necessary and fun
0: and johnny how easy
3: or difficult was it to build up the vienna world into its own entity Well, this is sort of set in the same sort of universe or world as the Shadow Hearts, so there's sort of little mentions to the fact that there's a wrath war going on in the background, and I've included tiny little mentions of um, them watching the movie of the, the Burning Prince on their pay per view TV.
1: It's just like she said, sir, getting ready for bed, 10 hours unconscious, then sightseeing, watching a film alone in her bedroom, then coming down here. What film? The Infernal Prince. The true story of Kylo and Aliona.
3: As just sort of little things to, to sort of um, ground it in that world. And I've brought, I brought back the slithergies as well, because obviously I, for the last ten years I've had nothing but requests <laughs> to bring back my most popular monsters.
2: Slithergy Ignatius.
0: How can I help, can I help you,
3: to, to Do you have it? a
2: pay-per-view record for Miss Valentine? Okay, Give for me a, a moment. moment. Let me
0: see. Yes, yes she watched the infernal prince earlier this evening there you go she must have particularly particularly enjoyed it because because she watched it yesterday yesterday too what
3: but apart from that it's it's the idea is obviously it's a very um slightly color it's very colorful universe it's um it's not particularly dark or grim it's a Wild, colorful thing with lots of aliens and spaceships and robots and visiting strange alien planets, all the things that I love about science fiction, Um, but with a sort of slightly more psychological story running through it.
1: And that's something I really love, the social relevance of this particular story. I was blown away when I got to that page in the script and I thought, wow, I mean, it's already been a mile a minute, such a great romp and twists and turns that are so surprising, but then when it it hits that solidity about three quarters of the way through. You go, my God, this is really wonderful, rich science fiction. There's a message here, uh, there's a point to all this. So it, it covers all the bases.
3: It is a sort of um, a, a good idea of what would you do if you could edit your own memories and just put things away in little boxes that you could label going, I will remember that in five years' time or ten years' time to just sort of organise your own thoughts and what that would do to you as a person because your memories inform your personality so if you took the memories out what sort of person would you become without them?
0: The Memory Box is now recorded do you all have thoughts about how this could progress as a series?
3: Um, I, I, The way I see it going I don't have much discussion on this but I see it as um, this story, uh, The Memory Box was um, my attempt to write a Philip K. Dick type story where it is... Um, a wild science fiction idea but grounded in a sort of detective procedural plot and to try and tell more Philip K. Dick type stories where it's big mad ideas but then told and worked out in a logical way. So, but with the same world of this mad monsters and the aliens and the planets and the robots and all that stuff, all that stuff as well. And fabulous sparkly earrings, I hope as well, Chase.
1: Of course, darling, and don't forget the thigh high boots.
2: <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, uh, 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 you asked the question, David. My answer would be yes. I I think Vienna has legs. Oh, oh, you should
1: see me now, boys.
2: (laughs) And on that note.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, what I I do want to say about seeing us now is that I, I think that it's wonderful that Jonathan has created this world where you see us, but then very few things are what they actually seem. And the trick of it, the fun of Vienna and the memory box is finding out figuring out which ones of those are real and which ones of them aren't and there's a lot of detective work I think just for the audience to go it's a very kind of involving story that we're telling so um, yeah that plus the thigh high boots it's is, is good
0: so there we have it Vienna the memory box is out on CD and download from February 2013 and Chase Masterson let's hope we see a lot more of you oh
1: thank you love you guys <laughs> this is such fun
2: <laughs> thank you very much